The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. show live from the battery atlanta here on the fan 680 and 937 as you know we stream at 680thefan.com click and watch the show and remember that fan app been telling people about this for months now 680 the fan app listen anywhere anytime crystal clear a lot of benefits to doing this and it's driven by beaver toyota of coming beaver direct fastest and easiest way the shop online for your next car. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. The champions of personal injury law. You know, when you, uh, if you want to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. Gang's all here. And we are ready to go on this Monday. Rain out of town. Sun's come out. Let's get it started. Bucks. Big. Man, if I was starting an offense from scratch, my first move would be to plug and play dominant center. Build it from the inside out, unlike the Falcons. Center is one of the most important positions on a successful football team. The center anchors the offensive line. The center calls the protections. The center sets the run blocking. A quality center makes the quarterback feel so, so comfortable. Georgia center Cedric Van Pran announced late uh, Friday afternoon that he is coming back for one more year. And let me just say that is a huge, a huge deal for the 2023 Bulldog offense. Go ahead and mark this one down. Cedric Van Pran will be a first-team All-American and then a first-round draft pick. He won't be arrested. He's one of the leaders of the football team. Now, how, how do I know so much about centers, good centers? Well, I played with a lot of them. Dude, I took snaps from the great Ray Donaldson at Georgia. He played 17 years in the National Football League, and I have never ever felt so comfortable on a football field than I did when I was playing behind Ray Donaldson. The next Georgia quarterback, whoever that might be, will feel the same way standing behind Cedric Van Pran. And there's your big take. Had that one I kept over the weekend once the news broke on Friday. Georgia, by the way, had no center ready to step in and play if Van Pran elected to go ahead and jump to the NFL early. Nobody ready to step in and play at a high level. 
Well, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Let's hit some Falcons football talk right off the top. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, the Falcons, they uh, played with a center this year that was on roller skates. Maybe they'll take one in the draft. Uh, Did you see Sean Payton on, what was the Fox Studio show over the weekend? Taking a little dig at the uh, former rival Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta will not be hosting the AFC title game. Peyton made some comment along the lines of, so let's get this straight. The Falcons are not in the playoffs. That's right. We will not be hosting the conference championship game. And that makes Sean Peyton feel a little better. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Falcons obviously uh, got their fingers crossed. Arthur Blank, I'm sure, has already notified his cast of former general managers and the current one, uh, Mr. Fontenot, that he is interested in plugging in Lamar Jackson as the Falcons quarterback. And they're willing to give up what's necessary to get Lamar in here. That is if the Ravens don't franchise tag Lamar. And that's going to cost him roughly about $40, $45 million. Doesn't sound like things are going real well with the Ravens. Big Lamar. You'd be smart to think he's on the way out. Ravens offered him a $250 million contract, but only $133 million reportedly was guaranteed. Now, remember Deshaun Watson? Falcons went chasing on uh, went chasing on Deshaun Watson. And the Browns ended up giving him $230 million guaranteed dollars. Lamar wants something like that. Now, I mentioned the Falcons should be going after Lamar Jackson weeks ago, a couple of months ago. And there was some criticism that rained down. Blue, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think I do on this one. Mr. Blank is starving to get this organization back in the playoffs, back winning. Lamar Jackson would be a great fit with what Arthur Smith is doing offensively. As you know, we're running a run-first offense. Lamar would fit that perfectly. Now, we'd have to give up a lot to get him in here, obviously. We got the cap space. No problem there. We could give him that number eight pick in the first round, the NFL draft. Probably have to give up Grady. Boy, the locker room wouldn't like that. Oh, Grady had to go play somewhere else. Would you give up A.J. Terrell, DT? Get Lamar Jackson in here? I'd be more willing to part with Terrell than uh, Grady. Yeah. (laughs) You might have to part with both of them and that number one pick. Maybe more than just one number one pick. They'd they'd be more interested in ready-made starters from the Falcons than they would more draft picks, you believe? Oh, I think they'd be willing to load up on uh, current proven players, uh, draft picks. Yes, sir. And bringing in Roquan Smith in the middle of the season sort of helped them. That's where we are. You know, I know the Falcons right now, they're sending out that message of hope. We're on the right track. 
Be patient. We're going to get there. Come on, man. We all know we barely got our head above water. Hope. I'll tell you what hope is. Going out and getting Lamar Jackson in here at quarterback. So keep an eye on that one. Meanwhile, the Falcons continue to interview defensive coordinators. Last week interviewed Brian Flores, Vic Fangio. Either one of those guys would do. Not sure either one of them, though, with other offers on the table, would take the Falcons' offer. I'm just saying. See where the Falcons may be sitting down with Jerry Gray this week to interview him. And then some dude named uh, Al Holcomb, the Panthers. DC. I don't want anything the Panthers have. I'm sorry. Let Al stay up there in Charlotte. That may be the old classic, uh, what do you guys, you know, what are you guys working on over there? Blah, blah, blah. Get a little uh, info on the division, Poe. Oh, the uh, inside skinny? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm not sure what kind of inside information they could offer up. What, the uh, the former owner was was pinching women on the butt around the office? I mean, we already know all these things. Who they're looking at, who they really are interested in to be their next quarterback. They are a mess, too, up in Charlotte. So there you go. A little Falcons talk right off the top. How about my Falcons? Chasing Lamar Jackson. Lamar's only, what, 25? Now, I'm sure some people are scared off because, uh, you know, there have been some injuries and missed games over the last two years. And these running quarterbacks, they don't get better as they get older, right? As far as the uh, injuries go. I think they do get better. Uh, some of these guys get better, though, as far as being comfortable in the passing game. And so the older Lamar gets, I think the better he's going to get inside the pocket throwing the football around. But I do continue to believe he would be an excellent fit here in Atlanta. I think the fan base would embrace him quickly. This fan base would get excited. Arthur Blank would sell more season tickets. More fannies in the seats at a uh, MBS down there when the Falcons tee it up at home. Yeah, they need something like Lamar to get this fan base energized. Because right now, there's just nothing exciting about it. And that is an L for the owner. I mean, to me, the most vivid uh, example of what I'm talking about here is think about the SEC championship game and the atmosphere in there when Georgia took on LSU. Not an empty seat in the house. Fan base going crazy, both of them. And then the very next day, the Falcons with a home game, couldn't have been 25,000 people in there. Got to get something going here with the Falcons. And I wish him nothing but the best. I've been a Falcons fan for decades. So if they're selling hope, though, man, it's going to be uh, tough for me to fall in line with that one. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we're going to bounce around the NFL playoff scene. And uh, looking forward to doing that. Plus, later in the show, how about Trey and Nate? Did you see what went down Friday night? We'll talk about it, too. It's the Buck Blue Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. 
the warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Hope your Monday's off to a great start. New week. Let's get it started. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. If you miss it, get the fan mobile app. Listen anytime. I'm here to remind you. Appreciate you hanging out during the course of the week. A lot of NFL to talk about with the divisional championships going down yesterday. Thinking we just bounce around a little bit. Talk about the games that went down over the weekend. Start with the Bengals and the Bills. How about Joe Burrow? My goodness, Burrow. My goodness. Bengals totally dismantle the Bills. And what looked to be a snowstorm up in Buffalo. That snow was coming down. Why are we drawn to these games where it's snowing here in the South? It's just beautiful. And, yeah, I think we down here, I remember being young, me and my brother used to always love the snow games because how often do we ever get snow around here? Yeah, and somebody asked me again, uh, Baloo, did you ever think about uh, playing in the snow, uh, looking for it? No, heck no. It didn't snow down there in Valdosta? Not as a quarterback, man. I used to watch some of these games like uh, up in Green Bay or say the Michigan-Ohio State game and think, wow, it's got to be tough being a quarterback handling the ball. Now, that was before they had these high-tech gloves that the quarterbacks could wear. Frozen hands? Can't grip the ball, much less hold on to it. Isn't the wind the biggest problem for a quarterback, though, Buck? Yeah, the cold and the wind, I would think. That combination's devastating. Uh, Bengals uh, jumped out to that 14 nothing lead in the first quarter, and it was over at that point in time. And the Buffalo Bills, uh, they've got two problems, as I see it. Number one... Their defensive line's not very good. I think the, uh, the Bengals average like six yards of play on first down, which is huge. Second and four, that's right where you want to be. Now you can run it and throw it. Puts a lot of pressure on the defense. That Bills defensive line, that Oliver they took out of Houston, he's, he's done nothing. They got to improve that. 
unless they want to continue to keep going to the playoffs and losing in the playoffs. And then the other thing, the Bills can't run the football. And you would say, that's crazy, man. Crazy. You're playing up in Buffalo, and you can't run the football. They don't even try. They, their running backs ran it 11 times. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Josh, for the longest, they're running the ball more now than they have the last two or three years. Josh Allen was the running game. The Bengals ran it 28 times. There you go. There's the problem. Defensive line, sorry. And you can't run the football. And as Sean Payton let us know, the championship game will not be played in Atlanta. Thanks, Sean. Now, they were asking Joe Burrow after the game about this. Yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun to win, isn't it? Especially in somebody else's backyard. That is really fun. All right, let's talk 49ers and Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Niners won the fourth quarter 10-3, and that basically uh, was the deal. This was a rugged, physical matchup. I mean, there was some hitting going on, brother. Those two defenses, really impressive. All right, the uh, 49ers were 50, 50% conversion rate on third down, 7 of 14. Cowboys, not so much, 5 of 15. Dak turned it over twice, a couple of picks. There's a problem. And how about George Kittle? I mean, he's a little cray-cray, but dude's a player. Did you see that catch? A catch of the game he made. Coming across the middle of the field. Didn't shy away from that catch. Absolutely awesome. And then the Cowboys. How about that final play disaster? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! What about the final play for the Cowboys? What was that? It, it looked exciting for a second I mean, when they came out. Uh, Zeke is the center, and did you see him get blown up? Oh, yeah. D'Amico Ryan's smart enough. He he, he had the timeout in his pocket, saw the weird formation, to say the least, and uh, called the timeout. They were well, Zeke got blown up. He got knocked back further than the Falcon <laughs> center got knocked. They were all over that re receiver, whoever caught that first pass. Yeah, they throw a slant. He gets trucked in, in midfield. No chance to lateral the ball. It was, it, was, it was supposed to eventually get to Zeke, right? Probably. But. And that former uh, Charlotte Panthers tight end that's doing the color analyst work on that Fox. It's Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah Olson. He's saying, look, McCarthy uh, has done a lot of work on this final play situation because last year's playoff game ended much the same way. Yeah, so Cowboys McCarthy's trying to call their way back. Yeah. Look at this play. McCarthy's been working on this the entire offseason. Are you kidding me? That was the worst play I've ever seen <laughs> in that situation. I mean, it took him all offseason to come up with that. I mean, go have another donut, dude. Gracious. And then how about Mr. Jones postgame? Talk about clueless. Cowboys are a mess. And I know Stephen A is loving it. 
As a matter of fact, let's hear from Jerry Jones after the game. Is Mike McCarthy on the hot seat? No. No. And their decision to Jerry Jones headed to the strip club. He's got to be, what, 90? And he's like the owner, the president, the general manager, the CEO. Talk about ego. And nobody's got a bigger ego than that guy. How about them cowboys? My goodness. Uh, Chiefs and Jaguars. Chiefs with a 27-20 win over the uh, Jags. Move on to the fifth straight AFC title game. Travis Kelsey, man. And you remember I mentioned on Friday how the Jaguars defense, they've got no idea how to cover the tight end. Yeah, you were all over this spot. How many catches did he have? 14. Who? 14. My goodness. Talk about dumb. What are you doing on defense, Jacksonville? They targeted him 17 times. Now, that's smart. Of course, the uh, big conversation is Mahomes and the high ankle sprain. Man, it's got to be hurting today, I would imagine. it out, Buck. Well, wow. That's a lot of adrenaline, though. We're going to talk about, more about it coming up here in a moment. Let's hear from Andy Reid, though. Ask after the game, will Mahomes be ready next week? We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I don't want to jump to things right now, but we'll, let, let's just see how it goes here the next couple days. I mean, it's going to be sore, I know. But let's see where he's at. He's had this before, and uh, he was able to keep pushing through. Actually, against Jacksonville whenever a couple years ago, same, same type of deal. So he pushed through that. Um, the main thing is is that he's safe, and that's, that's uh, or as safe as you can be on a football field. So, you know, that's the, that's the important thing. Yeah, I liked how they said, you're not going back in there until we get an x-ray. Which they did. Got back in the game there. Andy Reid, uh, obviously, has done a great job in Kansas City. What a great run. Mahomes, this time, is his right ankle, though. Yeah, when he drops back to pass. No That's power the plant foot. Those, yeah. I believe the last time he had the high ankle sprain, it was the left ankle. This is a completely different animal here. And then we got the Eagles and the Giants. Wow. Man, I'm glad I'm not a Giants fan. That was ugly. 38 to 7. 14 to nothing after the first quarter. 28 to nothing at halftime. Those Giant fans had to be taken off the jerseys at halftime. Jalen Hurts with three touchdowns. Looks like the shoulder is going to hold up unless he takes a direct hit. And how about that Giants run defense? I think the 680, the fan run defense, probably puts up a better fight than what the Giants defensive line did. Eagles ran for 270 yards. Better luck next time. Gee, man. My goodness. Taylor Coach, though, uh, overall did a really uh, st- outstanding job this season getting them where they went. Let's hear from Brian Dable on the loss. Crash landing here. Um, give Philly credit. Uh, they just 
they did everything better than we did today and um, you know tough game you know we got we got uh, really got beaten all facets so wasn't one thing in particular uh, was you know team game and just didn't get it done so congratulations to Philly they get to move on and unfortunately we don't yeah the Giants as uh, Saban would say done gone an exit gone want to give you a heads up, man. we got a lot of uh, incredible podcasts here outside of the shows. Uh, go to thepodcastpark.com. It's brought to you by our good friends at Associated Credit Union. We've got you covered. I dropped episode 76 of Buck's Beat the end of last week, and it is a look at Stetson Bennett's next move. What will that next move be? We'll talk about it with more we discuss whether Stetson's going to end up at that senior bowl. And then take a look at the dog's offensive line and that X-wide receiver spot in 2023. We'll have more on the X-wide receiver spot coming up in the roundtable in just a moment. Right now, though, we want to get to a top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Buck. All right. Emotionally NFL Top 5 this week. We'll mix in, mix in a little college football. This is the Buck Blue Show. All right, After all right, all right. All right, here we go, Buck. Let's start with that Top 5. Uh, well, you just talked about Joe Burrow, how good and cool he is. Tell us why. Give us some reasons why Joe Burrow is is so amazing. Give me three reasons why, Buck. Well, number one, I, I think, would be when you watch him play the game and he's feeling the pressure, which is important here because his eyes are always focused downfield. He's never looking at the rush like a, a lot of these knucklehead quarterbacks do. They take their eyes off the receivers downfield and start staring at the rush. Worst mistake a quarterback can make. He is awesome in feeling the rush with his peripheral vision and maintaining focus down the field where he wants to throw the ball. He's one of the best at that. Totally impressed with Joe Burrow and his ability to do that. Uh, The ball placement is A+. Uh, Accuracy, where you want him. You just don't throw it in the area. You know, in the National Football League, the windows... Compared to high school and then major college football, the windows are so much smaller. So there are times where you can't just throw it toward the receiver. You got to throw it to his outside or throw it to his inside or throw it low or high to fit the ball in these tight windows. I don't think there's any quarterback doing a better job of that ball placement than Joe Burrow is right now. I think they said uh, Romo and uh, Nance were talking about right now if he if he quit, he has the highest completion percentage in the history of the NFL, Buck, Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's amazing. And then third, I would say his focus level is amazing. Amazing. Talk about a cool customer. I mean, totally focused on the task at hand. He almost reminds me of like like a Tom Glavin. Up, down, he's just stoic and and ready to play. Yeah, if you said, uh, look, what uh, color was the uh, crowd wearing at the game yesterday? He, He would have no idea. What's going on around him during the course of the game? He is laser-focused. 
so much. So I think uh, when, when you look at these three things, I don't think there's a quarterback doing it better than Burrow right now. Keeping his eyes downfield, ball placement, and then his focus level during the course of the game is amazing. Yeah, I told you last week, Buck, he's going to win two Super Bowls. He might, he might get his first one this year. We'll see. Um, moving down to a not not so happy team, the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a solid He's having fun today. He is actually, Buck. We were just watching. He's got he's got the cowboy hat on. He's he's giving him a hard time. He's got the black hat. So yeah, high expectations there in Dallas. Yeah, I think. And the first well, because question, the owner is a little bit crazy. Yeah, well, the first question we have then, Buck, should Jerry Jones is it finally time to fire Mike McCarthy? Well, can they fire Mr. Jones? I don't think that's how it works. I think he's, he's, he's uh, yeah, there. <laughs> they, they, they should fire Mike McCarthy. There's no doubt about it. The Jones boys should probably step up to the plate and pull the trigger on this one. Gone. In fact, I would have never hired the man. You know, when the word got out that after he got fired by the Packers and he went to, I believe, his son or grandson's like middle school basketball game and they ended up throwing him out of the gym. With him criticizing the officiating. Not a so, good look. Not yeah, it really isn't. Uh, should they fire McCarthy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dak has regressed. Didn't look good yesterday. And look, if you're high on the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator for the, for the Cowboys, they're probably both gone. Moving on, taking head coaching jobs. Not that I would hire Q. So they're going to leave McCarthy to hire a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. You know what I think what it is, is you got a guy like the Cowboys head coach who's willing to put up with the nonsense you've got to put up with to be the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Jimmy Johnson couldn't put up with it. McCarthy can, and that says that tells you all you need to know about McCarthy. I think it's a circus. Well, there you go. That's the Cowboys for you. All right, Buck, well, speaking of head coaches, who's one of the better head coaches that you think nobody ever talks about? Doesn't get enough respect from the Buck Blue Show. College or NFL? Oh, either one. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking it's the Bengals' Zach Taylor. Yeah, okay, that's a good call, I mean, Buck. my goodness. All he win, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime you hear a conversation, whether it's sports talk radio or whether it's on one of these, uh, you know, national pregame shows. Nobody's ever given Zach Taylor think, credit. He's just kind of nondescript, you know. Nothing sticks out about him except the fact that his team just always wins. Dude, he is killing it. Absolutely killing it. When you're winning playoff games on the road, your head coach is doing the job. i tell you, I'm impressed with him. And they should... Uh, they should lock him down for years to come. He and Joe Burrow seem to work. They yeah. seem to work together pretty well, Buck. I mean, That's... this dude is—he's one of the top coaches in the game today. There you go. All right, Buck. Moving to uh, college football now. I heard Alabama's done a lot over these last, especially these last yeah, twenty years. Yeah, we hear about so. it a lot too. But uh, How about the, Alabama? I was told before the show, Buck, they're going to do something they've never done before. Tell us about this. Yeah, they've never. You remember the day where they never had had a Heisman Trophy winner? I do. Yeah, played for Alabama. That's Seems changed. Like so long ago, except it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that was it. Mark changed. Ingram that broke that, right? But I tell you what, they've never done is had the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, really. Yeah. So whether it's Bryce Young, that blade of grass, little guy, or whether it's Will Anderson, is it more Jr. likely? Is it more likely Will Anderson, or is it more like Bryce? Hey, Young? It, you know, I'd say there's a pretty good chance. Is you know, or is it Jalen Carter? Either or one, one of these guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Bryce Young and Will Anderson probably have the highest odds of going number one. Well, there you go. Of all and the things that's the first done. time it's ever happened to Alabama. That's remarkable with obviously all the great talent that's come through that uh, university. All right, Alabama. Buck, <laughs> roll Tide. All right, Buck, finishing up there in college football. Josh Heupel at Tennessee. What's his next move? Got his next move. Yeah. Got to got to replace the quarterback. Yeah, I think Josh Heupel's grossly uh, grossly underpaid. Okay. If I'm correct here, I believe he's one of three SEC head coaches making less than six million a year. Yeah, that's going to change, right? And they've got a program that's on the move up. And you know why? Because of Josh Heupel. So Heupel, I believe he just got a bump in his contract at the end of last, you know, uh, 2021, at the end of the 21 season, that bumped it up to $5 million. Dude, he's grossly underpaid. In the SEC, that's that's peanuts, right? Yes, sir. I bet his agent's working on this contract extension as we speak to bump that salary up to one of the top five in the SEC. The way he's got the volunteers on the move. Speaking of top five, there it is, your top five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir, Atlanta Sports Station. Man, we're celebrating 30 years of sports talk dominance, and we want to kick it off by taking care of you, the fan. So we've got an awesome, we're hooking you and three friends up with a six-night, seven-course golf vacation, courtesy of 680 The Fan and America's Golf Island, Hilton Head Island. Now, what you're going to get is uh, more golf than... And you can imagine, it's going to be a six-night golf villa trip to Hilton Head Island at Palmetto Dunes Oceanfront Resort. You're going to get seven rounds of golf for your foursome at some of the country's premier golf courses, including Harbortown Golf Links. See that on TV? Think everybody wants to get out there and play it? Well, you got a chance to do it if you win this thing. Plus $250 Hilton Head Golf Island gift card for each golfer in your group. And then we've added, to another uh, luxury. Our friends at Infinity of Gwinnett, our grand prize winners, also going to get to drive to Hilton Head in style with, in a, a brand-new QX80 with plenty of room for your foursome and your golf clubs. We appreciate Infinity of Gwinnett very much jumping in here and being a part of it. You need to enter now because time is limited. Go to 680thefan.com slash 30. For February 3rd and enter to win. It's going to be awesome. I'm hoping that you'll be the winner. Let's get to the round table. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 24, sideline, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Well, more problems over in Athens at the University of Georgia. One of their transfers, receiver Rara Rodarius Thomas, has been arrested on a felony charge. False imprisonment and a misdemeanor battery family violence charge. Can you say suspended immediately? Because that's the deal. False imprisonment. 
this ever happened to you, DT? I can't say it has, Buck. You've and been I just... prevented from leaving. You've been restrained from leaving. Well, maybe. I never filed charges, though. But um, no, uh-huh. joking aside, I mean, I don't care what the charges is. Unfortunately, when you're charged with a felony, Buck, that's, uh, that's a big deal. Pretty serious stuff right there. So he's gone. Rah, rah, we barely got a chance to know you. In fact, we didn't get a chance to know you. I mean, dude couldn't have been on campus a couple of weeks. Would A.D. Mitchell second? No, uh, uh, this, doesn't, this doesn't affect A.D. Mitchell or anything Ed's like that? not coming back. No, I, I didn't mean that. I was going to say, would this have affected his decision? Would he have been in so, uh, no, so I don't quick think to get so. out? No, right. I don't think so. Uh, Rah-Rah has been suspended immediately. Does he ever play a snap for Georgia? No, he never puts on the Georgia uniform. Saban would say gone. I mean, this is not exactly the way you want to impress your new employer. I mean, imagine being a new employee, say, at 680 The Fan, and your first week on the job, you're arrested on a felony charge. Gone. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it wasn't the most uh, pleasant news to get waking up here on a Monday morning, huh, yeah, you know, no details really out there yet, but uh, you prevented somebody in your family or, or close to you from leaving your apartment, I, I would imagine, or me- leaving their apartment. Give the legal system time to, time to uh, run its course. I'm sure, Ray Judice. We're going to get Ray on tomorrow, I think. All right, yeah. What day is he on the uh, locker room show? Usually Friday mornings. Friday, so I don't think they'd mind if I got jump, him on early in the week. Jump on him on a Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to get Judice on here tomorrow and address some of this but this is not exactly the way you want to impress your new employer and i've already stricken him from my uh, new 2023 georgia depth chart at the x wide receiver spot so here's how it's looking right now you got marcus rosemey jack saint who i really believe is a solid football player is he explosive probably not as much as some of the other big time receivers out there but this guy's solid he's a veteran He's a uh, really solid, strong receiver. So he's your starter at the X-wide receiver spot heading into spring football practice. And the kind of blocker that Kirby Smart loves. Yeah, he gets after him. You know, no doubt about it. That's a great point. So he's your starter at the X-wide receiver spot. Remember, we we broke this down for you last week. The X-receiver spot, he's lined up wide outside the numbers, and he's typically the bigger receiver out of your receiving cast. And so... Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint uh, would be the starter that you'd you'd feel good about that. I would. I'd feel good about him being the starter coming into the season at this point in time. Now, what you'd like to have is a young player that's developing quickly, that Brian McClendon is uh, busy coaching up to get him ready to be the man at X wide receiver. And I believe that is Tyler Williams, the freshman out of Lakeland, Florida, who's 6'4", 195 pounds, something along those lines. Perfect stature for your ex-wide receiver. So you got a veteran in Rosemary Jack Saint, and you've got a developing four-star talent freshman, Tyler Williams. And I think that's a pretty good one-two punch right there. I pulled up his uh, highlight reel out of Lakeland High School before the show today just to get a better idea of what we're looking at again. And my first thought was George Pickens. That's high praise. I'll take that. Is what he looks like running around, making plays. Now, Buck, you got very productive player and Dominic Lovett coming over from Missouri as well. Yeah, he's a slot receiver. Yeah, okay, sure. He's a slot. He, he's 5'10", 175, undersized, 
perfect slot receiver along with Ladd McConkey. I was going to say, you get Ladd and one so you slot. Got a, you got two guys there, and then Arian Smith, I believe, would be your third wide receiver. I believe Brock Bowers is still on the team, too, Buck. He's, he's almost like a wide receiver you talk about. Brock Bowers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Just they list him as a tight receiver, end. Right? Yeah. I, you know, these days, you know, guys like Bowers, even Oscar Delp, and I believe Lawson Lucky, who's coming in with this freshman class also already on campus, these are big receivers is what they are. I don't classify them as really inside, tradi- inline, traditional tight ends. These, Nothing wrong with versatility. These are big receivers. Right. You're looking to throw the ball to them. So go ahead and get that red marker like I did, and go ahead and cross Ra uh, Ra Thomas off the Georgia depth John. Yeah, he's he's history. All right, we're coming back on the other side, talking about Trey and uh, Coach McMillan. Boy, things aren't looking good there. It's the Buck Blue Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Got the Bob Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. What's going on? I mean, what's popping? Let's find out what's popping. Hey, what's poppin' is our Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young and Coach Nate McMillan, the angst, the frustration, reaching a fever pitch on Friday night, a all-time high. Did you see this? Hawks lose to the Hornets. They blew a 19-point lead. And the Hawks with uh, one second left in the game, down two points. Take a timeout. They come back out. And Trey Young's taking the ball out of bounds. Say what? Taking the ball out of bounds. Don't you need Trey taking the shot? I was surprised by that myself, Buck. And then the Hornets, even my wife, who's sitting there, and she's not an NBA aficionado, you know what I mean. She says, why do they have that little guy taking the ball out of bounds? There's a seven-footer. Standing in front of him. It's a reasonable assessment from your... From, I mean, from Kelly your is... Uh, yeah, she's a smart lady. They've got a seven-footer guarding the ball coming out of bounds. And was five seconds long enough to find somebody open, Buck? Uh, well, no. I'm couldn't get enough. the ball out of bounds. And so there's another stoppage in play. They go back over to the bench area. And boy, Trey Young, he snaps at Nate McMillan. You got to watch uh, closely, though, maybe slow-mo as he walks by Nate. He gives him an earful. How dare you have me taking the ball out? I need to be taking the shot. 
And boy, Nate acted like nothing was going on. He just sort of looked off in the distance somewhere else. Now, in the post game, I had to wait to see the post game show where they go to the the coach, you know, uh, the media session. And after a bunch of uh, ridiculous questions, this should have been the first question when he sat down was what happened with with you and Trey Young? What was the deal there? Well, you know, at the end of the press conference, somebody finally asked the question that needed to be asked. And he said, well, we had him taken out because he's the best passer. That was his explanation. That's what I figured, and it makes sense, but it's just not traditionally what you see. Boy, and I tell you, it it took everything Trey had in him not to storm off the court and walk on into the locker room. I think he sat down at the end of the bench fuming at that point in time. That's what's popping. Final word time. Uh, Blues attended the Georgia-Vanderbilt basketball game in Athens on Saturday, and we had a blast. The game atmosphere, I give it an A. An A. Packed house, not an empty seat at the Steg. And what a fun family atmosphere. We saw some quality basketball. Coach White's got him balling, man. And I know they lost the game. Yeah, that was a great but game. But this was uh, an outstanding game. Vandy just shot the lights out of it at three-point land, and that was the difference in winning and losing. But a packed house, great atmosphere. Even during the timeouts, there was something going on, whether it was t- T-shirts being shot up into the stands or pizzas being given away, dancing going on with the dance team. Tell you what. Georgia basketball is fun again. Blues are going back. The word's out. Wanted to pass it along to you. There's the final word. We're going to have Coach White on the show, I'm told, coming up very soon. All right, that's going to do it for the show today. We appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, Buck Blues Show. Nick and Chris coming up next. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The warm air, the sounds of baseball... It's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 